0: What up, y'all? I'm Rajay. And I'm Shy, and welcome to the RXS
1: Podcast.
0: The podcast where we provide inspiration, motivation, and information to the music community.
1: Yes.
0: Hey. What are we talking about today? I don't know, but we got a special guest that's going to help us figure it out. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) So, I have my uncle here. Some of y'all know that he's actually my blood uncle. Some of y'all don't, because all the homies call him Uncle Ty. What up, man? What up, man? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm his real uncle, y'all.
0: <laughs> he was in town for Thanksgiving, so he dropped by so we could chop it up with y'all. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to do you like I did some more, okay? and you just take me from the top. Where were you born? Everything. Oh, God. Well, I was born in the...
2: Um, beautiful town, Goldsboro, North Carolina. <laughs> uh and uh it's funny because right before I got here, you you won't b- believe what I was doing. What's that? Um my sister, my baby sister lives in the, in the house that my parents lived in. Mm-hmm. And she has every old VHS <laughs> and then it's changed over to the D- you know, DVDs. Yeah. That my mom, my mom used to walk around with the with the, uh, camcorder, mm-hmm. video on every performance, every um, rehearsal, all that. Yeah. So these, there was one particular video that I, um, we was all talking, talking, and this one thing stuck out. My uncle Jap, he was introducing us for, I think our 18th anniversary, mm-hmm. and he said something like, I think Tyrone was seven. And I heard that. Mm-hmm. I was like, stop it, stop it. What did he say? And we went, we rewinded it. And he was telling the story pretty much of like how I became a part of the group.
3: Yeah. And
2: he was like, I was seven. And he said, my dad was like, you know, I need a guitar player. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to buy a, I'm a guitar and raise him up to be a guitar player. Yeah. I'm like, what? And I heard the story like, they're like, yeah. he pops I know me, but. To hear, my mom has a version. Uh huh. My mom had a version of that story. Then to hear my dad's brother, yeah, tell his version because he was a musician that my my dad respected. That's what he yeah. really gave my got my dad going. So when he told his, you know, the part of it, the way he remembered it was my dad told him he, he I was seven. Mm-hmm. He was gonna buy me a guitar and raise me up to play. Mm. And I remember from my recollection, I was about nine. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted a guitar. Always taking my brother guitar. My brother, uh, President. My brother James. What uh,
0: kind of guitar did he have?
2: He had a PV Patriot, and I still had that guitar to this day.
0: Seriously?
2: I still got it at the house. That's great. And it still sounds great. <laughs> That's great. Very clean. You know, yeah. a lot of it's kind of high end, yeah. but you, you know, you shape the tone. You in there? Yeah, yeah. But um, so you know, just like you know, just to answer your question, going back to the beginning, mm-hmm. I remember um, I played my first. The co- first concert I did, I did one song. Mm-hmm. So I was literally singing background, something you probably familiar with. <laughs> right. That was my job. Hold a yeah. mic, sing the bottom, or whatever. Yeah. So um, my dad was like, I think it's time. Mm. I'm like, time for what? <laughs> time for you to play. I said, okay. So it was a song, God is Still in Charge, Willie Yeah. Max. Pops was like, I'm going to do this to close the the show. I said, he was like, so when I tell you, you know, you know, it's time, go get your guitar. So I think I, I had to be about nine. Mm-hmm. So I went over. I took forever, y'all. I'm just <laughs> opening up the guitar case. And they just over there whole little notes, just waiting. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do this.
0: So you're going slow on purpose? I'm
1: just,
2: I'm mortified. Like, yo, I gotta play it in front of these people. I'm not in the living room at home. Yeah. So um, so what I did is I gathered myself, and I went out. And then my dad, I stood right beside my dad. hmm So my dad would, like, touch the top of my head, and he was speaking, telling people, giving me confidence the whole time. Yeah. He was like, y'all remember I told y'all when his hands get big enough he's going to play the guitar? hmm And everybody like, yeah, yeah, amen, amen. They didn't know what was about to happen, though. <laughs> so I started the song off. And so my dad... He said, Little man. Now obviously I'm the little dude that do the <laughs> guitar. So I start the song off. The place went crazy. Yeah. And everything lifted. Yeah. The minute I got that response from everybody, I was like, oh man, this is cold blooded. Yeah. So um, and I got the name Little Man. Of course mm-hmm. I'm not little now, <laughs> but I got I probably carried that name maybe seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. But um My introduction to music is really that simple. My family; I'm the youngest boy of seven, and everybody did something, and everybody was great. So when it was time for me to come along, I was kind of excited because I didn't have nothing to do. Mm -hmm. I'm like, give me something to do. I want to play the guitar. (laughs) I want to do something. I I didn't really want to play the drums, even though I would get on the drums. I could kind of play everything. Yeah. But I wanted to play the guitar because I feel like I could be. Yeah. Like great at the guitar, and we really needed a guitar. Yeah. So anyway, that's a quick little. Glimpse into my my history, but it's funny because I literally just turned off videos.
0: Yeah, and how um how long were you playing with the family? Well, we still play with the family, yeah, but you know what I'm asking? Family. How long did you play with the family before you transition into doing other stuff?
2: I played with the family. So I'm, if I said I started, well, let me let me let me keep it 100 with y'all. I started I played the tambourine at first. <laughs> I was a tambourine player, not a real tambourine player. <laughs> so I played the tambourine probably from three to nine. Well, three to maybe seven, eight. Then I started singing, singing. parts. Yeah. And then I went to the guitar. So I'll say uh, three to like 21. Mm-hmm. I made a transition at 21. And I did some other stuff in between there, but I made a huge transition mm-hmm. at 21. And what was that transition? Uh, That transition was um, I was working a full-time job at a a spot, Best Distributing Company, and Ray Braswell Jr. Shout out to Ray, Ray, my dude, (laughs) he calls uh, the office phone. That's the only way you can reach me. We have cell phones, y'all. We're not old, but we didn't have cell phones. (laughs) So um, they were like, "Uh, Tyrone, you have a a, uh, phone call from a Ray Braswell. So I know Jr. because we used to do – when I was playing with the family, we would do gigs with brother to brother. Yeah. So I was like, Let's "See what this dude want?" So I went in there and answered the phone. He's like, "Hey man, we're about to do a live recording with Keith Wonderboy Johnson. Yeah, at the River Church." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, you know, in Raleigh, Durham." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Man, I want to see if you want to play guitar." I was like, "Yeah, you know, back then I didn't know no better.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: I didn't know about no session. I just knew I'm playing." Yeah. So my mind, he was like, we're going to do some rehearsals and done. Can you make it this night, this night, and this night? I said, I'll get off work. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Long story short, the first rehearsal, I got in. We started, we were doing our thing, and we were playing the song, Thank You. Mm-hmm. So Keith was like, uh, I did the first solo. You know, I used to do the thing with Hezzy, Hezzy, yeah. that's enough. So I did the solo. He was like, wait a minute, y'all run that back. Mm-hmm. Did another solo. Wait, y'all run that back. I'm like,
0: well, he did like four or five times. He must can't believe you can play this good.
2: He said, dude, <laughs> I was waiting for you, one, to mess up, two, to play the same Same solo. thing twice, yeah. I never played the same thing twice. <laughs> so, we took a break. We rehearsed maybe about two hours when we took a break. And he was like, yo, come here. So, I went out. He had a little... I don't know if it was a napkin or a piece of paper or something, but he had about fifteen dates wrote on it. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yo, what I need you to do is look at these dates and everyone you can make be here."
0: Wow, out
2: of nowhere, and I'm just working. I'm not looking for opportunity. I'm not trying to be. like right, you th- just
0: playing the guitar for the session? Because that's what Ray called that's
2: what, Junior, that's what that's what Ray called me to do. So, um what I started doing at that point. um, I did the session in, um, it was the collection video in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And I took Keith up on what he asked. So I started doing dates. But what I was doing, I was working all week.
1: Mm. I
2: worked Monday through Friday. Some Fridays I got off early. Some Mondays I had to come in late. Mm. But my job understood it. So I think I rocked with Keith Wonderboy Johnson a year working a full-time job. Sheesh. I worked a full time job and I had a family. Yeah, I was young, but I had yeah. I, I had a family, so I worked. Got um. I I got my coins up. I mean, you know, I I was. I did it as long as I could.
3: Yeah,
2: it got to the it got to a point where I just couldn't do it anymore. I was like,
0: mm.
2: my body was physically taking a hit, and when yeah. I say taking a hit, I mean taking a hit. Like, you're talking about
0: because now that's seven days a week.
2: Seven days every week, so get off Friday, let's say I leave Friday. we leave that night at seven to do something on mm-hmm. on Saturday. I get off work usually at five. I might get off like three mm-hmm. we going to Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, whatever, so then Monday there were some nights I remember being on the van, and they would let me sleep, yeah, I'd pull up at five go straight home, put my uniform on. I had to be clocked in by seven.
0: Sheesh.
2: So it was like. You did that for a year? I did it for 12 months. Sheesh. Until I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I got clarity that making that next move was the right move. Mm -hmm. And I just said, what the heck, I'm gonna give it a try. And I went full time. Yeah. And um, honestly, the best decision I ever made in my life. Like, doing what I was doing.
0: Because that was basically like the start of your professional career as a guitarist.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The start of my, like officially. Mm hmm. You know, and we, we, you know, we low key were, we didn't see it or know it, but we were perceived as professional but local. Mm-hmm. So we were like, once, you know, some of the best local talent. Yeah. So. When it was time to transition over to that, it was easy. Mm-hmm. I, I understood rehearsing. I understood uh, being, punctu- you know, being punctual. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I understood all of that. Mm-hmm. I understood what it was to be a pro because my dad taught us how to be a pro. Mm-hmm. But that's officially my first professional mm-hmm. move I made. So.
0: And how long were you with Keith?
2: Man, you know, I told somebody this the other day, and they were in shock. Because it wasn't that long.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I was with Keith about three and a half years.
1: Oh, wow. But
2: it seems like I was with Keith. Everybody think I was with Keith like five or ten years. I'm like, how old y'all think I am? <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Like, I, I've i done a few things in the industry, but I'm but we did so much in that short period of time. Yes. Yes. And, and Keith had that mentality, Um, and God rest his soul. It's almost like right. the way he worked, it's almost like he knew he had a short period of time to get it done. Mm-hmm. Fifty is not a lot, of, a lot of time, mm-hmm. but he will be working. And I'm like, why are we, why are we? Look, we just put out the collection. Why are we literally working on Center Revival? Yeah. And then like Center Revival won't even. It was just heating up. He was coming with ideas for a new season. Yeah. The Ver The Verity uh, joint. Yeah. I was like, what, what, dude? Let's take a break, man. Let's ride the wave. It's almost like he knew Mm -hmm. I got to get this stuff out, Mm -hmm. and you know, you know, you know. That's my dude, man. I miss him, but yeah, Keith Keith was my guy, and he believed in me. Yeah, he believed in me on another level. Like he even told me, "Um, "Your time here is short." Mm. He was like, "See it?" Yeah, he was like, "You, you know, I'm just man. I'm just a stop. I'm gonna give you this opportunity because I feel I'm supposed to. You won't be with me long." And I was like, "Whatever that means." And I didn't And I didn't believe him.
0: Wow. Why not?
2: Because I couldn't see no further mm-hmm. than, than what he was doing because I was able to travel really. Well, I, I never personally went out. Of, he went out of the country, but I never went with him. Mm-hmm. But I've seen everywhere from being from North Carolina, from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast and in between. Mm-hmm. I traveled that with Keith in that short period of time. So, I'm like, I think, well, let me say this. I knew there was more. I didn't know what it looked like, what it felt like. Right. And definitely didn't know how to get there. Right. And I thought me getting there may may have been with him.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Like, we're going to see heights that a quartet group has never seen. Mm Mm-hmm. But he kept saying, like, you're going to go so much higher than me. I couldn't put two and two together at the time. Yeah. But you know,
0: what's the what's the biggest lesson you learned with him?
2: Mm, the biggest lesson I learned with Keith—that's a great question. Well, one lesson is funny. <laughs> I learned how to save money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me
2: tell y'all something. This dude. Was one of the tightest jokers i ever in my life. And I became that. Like, yeah. I'm no, and you know, yes. I don't, I don't, I don't play. Yeah. Like, when it comes to um money and, I would be like, dude, let's just eat. <laughs> let's just go over here. He'd be like, look, man, you do this four days straight, how much you gonna spend? I'm like, yeah, dang, bro, you. You're right. So I just learned how to save money. But, yeah. But um, but more than that, I learned. I remember one time we were at a truck stop, mm-hmm. and it was me, Keith, and Ray. Mm-hmm. We went inside, and they had some um business card holders. Mm-hmm. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. So uh, I said, um, we were all looking at them, and they, and Ray bought some. you know, he had the studio mm-hmm. and Keith had Wonder Spirit Production. You know, Keith was a businessman. Yeah. So, I was like So I got one. Mm. I took one. He was like, "Man, what you doing with that?" I was like, "Doing the same thing y'all doing." Yeah. I'm I'm about, I'm about to do business. What you talking about? Yeah. So, um that business, the business model that he showed me made Made me who I am today because I never went in a situation lacking mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? What does it pay?
1: Mm.
2: How much time you are you asking me? Like, I was on point from yeah. day one. Yeah. Like, I never got caught out there because I asked the hard questions. So, yeah. I would say, I'm serious about the money thing, though, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Like, I learned to save money, but I also learned, you know, just be business. Because yeah. that dude, think what you want about him. <laughs> That dude was business. Yeah. 1,000, so.
0: Yeah. What what them. was your transition like when you um, left Keith?
2: Extremely hard.
0: Take us through it.
2: Okay. So when I left Keith, of course I have a family. Yeah. I'm the only one that's employed.
0: What made you decide that it was time to stop with Keith?
2: Because after, after a few years and seeing what that world had to offer, hmm I said, okay, there's more, mm-hmm. and I got to get to more. But let me tell you how I tricked myself, and I, maybe God tricked me. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is I quit, I keep working on my craft, but I can work in the meantime. hmm Because at the time, I was playing with, I was filling in with Daryl McFadden every mm-hmm. time we're off. hmm Doc McKenzie in the highlights mm-hmm. every time we're off. Even on the same show, I'm pulling double, sometimes triple duty. All these groups loved me. Yeah. So I said, once I come off the road for a time, if they ask me to play for them all the time while I'm on the road, surely they're going to want me to play while I'm off the road. Yeah. So things started getting tight and getting crazy. And I was like, man, hey, Daryl, talking about uh, Daryl Henley. Uh huh. But where y'all at this weekend? We're such and such and such. We, you know, oh, that's far out. So I'm good. Or oh, we're straight. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, you know, DMD, what y'all doing? Oh, we, we got a showcase. Yeah. And he rolling with us now. And he was rolling right before I left, but it was still a thing where I can always sit in. Yeah. So no opportunity was available. Mm. So I'm like, oh, God. I don't have no way of making money right now. And these kids here looking at me. Yeah, to make a way, so long story short, I ended up. I started working at a church, mm-hmm. it was called Christ in the Church in Goldsboro. Yeah, shout out to Pastor, Jacob. Pastor Jacobs, Pastor Dennis, <laughs> Pastor Ravonda. Yeah, I was working at the church, and uh, um, and that was what it was. It's not like it was life changing. So, when I tell y'all, I'll give you this time frame, and then I'll, I'll come back and finish the story. Mm-hmm. I went through a three and a half year same amount of time I was with Keith I went through a three and a half year transition to really feel the break in my career mm. so during this time I always kept faith and I always knew it was more, it was better and music was, was what I was supposed to be doing mm-hmm. so long story short in that time nothing's happening just playing at the church. I remember I went to a Bible study on a Wednesday morning, because I would go on Wednesday morning, <laughs> and uh, Apostle Dennis was like, your name is in rooms right now, and you you can't even fathom the things they're saying about you. Mm-hmm. I done been out the road a year and a half. I ain't nobody... I think everybody forgot about me. Yeah. So... Right after that, I got a phone call from Jonathan Newbos Jr. Mm-hmm. and Rick Watford. And they were like, hey, I think the session was offered to Johnny first. He couldn't do it, it was offered to Rick. They teamed up and was like, we can't do it. This dude need to do that. So how session.
0: did they learn about you though?
2: That's good. So I met Rick on the road playing with Keith. <laughs> What? Rick, Rick was playing with Georgia Mascuaire. Oh. Filling in with him, and I met Rick. hmm And then we, you know, Keith, we were doing some other stuff. Yeah. We were doing shows with Yolanda Adams, Fred Hammond, Donnie, you know, Kurt Carr. Yeah. So we did a joint with Kurt Carr in Houston. Guess who on guitar? Who that? Rick Watford. Yeah. So I meet him. So now we kind of connect, and we don't really know each other but we're we like each other. Yeah. And he's like, man, I like you. And um and then I gotta say this. Uh Joey Wolfalk, because I went too far, went too fast. Joey Wolfalk was a huge, huge pillar for my career because Joey Wolfalk is a quartet cool dude. Yeah. So I was in Memphis, Tennessee at uh Bishop uh what was that guy's name? Um G E Patterson. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So, we was at his church doing a show. Keith opened up for Donnie McClurkin. Joey was playing guitar with Donnie. We were in a restaurant, uh, some Brazilian restaurant. I think when they cut all the meat off the- Yeah,
0: they tell you when to stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So, we in that joint. We eating. So, I'm sitting there. I'm like,
0: oh, shoot. So, you already know who Joey is? I know
2: Joey from every- Because back then, DVDs and videos were going crazy. He had the dreads? Yeah. So uh, Keith was like, man, what's going on? I said, man, that's Joey Wolfalk over there, man. Keith was like, Joey who? I was like, Joey Wolfalk. He was like, all right, did you holler at him? I was like, man, I ain't going over there. He was like, you ain't going over there. I'm going over there. Then he just got up. I'm like, this dude. He was like, hey, my guitar player, he's a fan of us. He loves you, man. So Joey was like, man, bring him over. So I went over, I'm like, man, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm just kind of starstruck, honestly. Yeah. Cause I see this dude playing on everybody record, Fred, Yolanda, everybody.
3: Yeah.
2: So Joey was like, I want, I want to keep in touch with you. Mm-hmm. Joey took my number. So we got a situation where um it was a Bahamas date mm-hmm. with Donnie McClurkin, and Joey couldn't do it. And he promised, he was like, I'm gonna call you to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Now mind you, I'm with Keith at the time. Mm-hmm. When he called me to do this thing years later, I'm not with Keith.
3: Wow! So this
2: this before the Johnny and Rick thing. Mm-hmm. So I went and did a date with Donnie McClurkin, and I met Dario Edge, yes. Justin Savage, Yes, Trent Phillips, Yes, uh, Calvin Napper, mm-hmm. Daryl Freeman. Like, all of these... All in
0: one, in one band? Oh, this
2: this is, this is, the, this is the Donnie band. <laughs> this is the Donnie band. Crazy. So, everybody like... So, I remember Donnie give me this solo on Hell Jesus. And everybody was like,
0: yo, this kid can play.
2: So, everybody got my number. Yeah. So... Because they
0: all producers. That's the thing. Dario is a producer. Justin is a producer. And Trent is a producer.
2: Absolutely. So, they all get my number. So... But what, the funny thing is, that call that I was telling you about, it mm-hmm. came through a different avenue. Mm-hmm. That call came with the situation with Rick and Johnny and Maurice Rogers. Mm. And the producer was Kurt Carr. Yeah. For uh, Bishop Paul S. Morton, Still Standing. That's, that's what. That's crazy. That's the first real, like.
0: Outside of quartet. The first live recording you did outside of quartet. Outside.
2: outside. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because I'm getting my dates mixed up. Bishop Morton. And somebody might have to Google this. I'm going to get off on Google it. But it's either Bishop Morton or Jonathan Nelson. My name is Victory.
0: But both of those. Is-
2: but one came from me meeting Justin. And the yeah. other one came. So either way, it's like. I'm trying to see which I, I feel like Bishop Morton came first.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like Bishop Morton came first, and I'm gonna tell you, yeah, I think so too. In. I think I think, I think so it was too, Bishop though. Morton and then Jonathan. But I'm I'm, gonna look it up. I'm almost certain it was Bishop Morton because I yeah. was so green and so shit. <laughs> I kind of had an idea on the yeah, next record. Yeah, I kind of had an idea, but um. Dude, why are you looking at it? Look, we talking
0: look. 2006? Still mm-hmm. standing was 2006. Mhm. All right, hold on. Yeah,
2: 2006. Cuz I think we cut it in 05 and came mm-hmm. out in 06.
0: Um, this is crazy. Yeah. Um Jonathan, my name is Victory was released in
2: 2008. There you go.
0: Well,
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, I run together for so many years. But I remember um I remember doing that record mm-hmm. and uh now, that now that's another whole question, but <laughs> that was one of the biggest lessons of my life. What's that? That record. Yeah. And what did you learn? I learned that to call yourself a pro, you got to be a pro. Yeah. Because these jokers, we did three days in Atlanta,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the last four days leading up to the, right the record. Right, I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry.
0: There you go. Yeah, there we go. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on. Excuse us. We're get- Technical
2: around. difficulties. Uh. <laughs> Am I good? Yeah. Okay. So I learned. Um, yeah, I sound better too. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I learned. In, I learned doing that record. Like, yo, the first three days in Atlanta, the last four days in New Orleans. That's when Hurricane Katrina hit. hit. Yeah. So we did the first three days, and I'm just doing the best I can, honestly.
0: And T- when you say days, I want to explain this because, like. Some people come from the quartet world, where they just like, rehearse at seven o'clock till ten. When you say day, what you mean? Oh,
2: when I say days, I'm talking about we might start at nine to ten a.m. Uh-huh. and we may finish at nine or ten p.m. <laughs> you know, with a couple of breaks in between. Oh, oh, it's a different kind of day. <laughs> yeah. It's a different kind of day. Yeah. So, uh, so when I say three days, I mean three days. You know, we worked. Yeah. So, that Monday, I remember Kurt, they all flew out to do a couple of dates and come back Monday. Maurice pulled me at the beginning of rehearsal. He was like, hey, man, you good? I was like, yeah, man, I'm good, man. Now, I worked my butt off that weekend because I recorded everything. Little mini-displayers. Yeah. (laughs) So, he was like, you good? I'm like, man, I'm good. What's up? Man, me and Kurt, we had a meeting this weekend, and- you know, we were kind of feeling you out the first few days. And, you know, if you don't really kind of tighten up and really find your niche and bring something to the record, we're gonna probably have to go another route. See, most people won't tell you these kind of stories. Yeah. But if you if, if you're a real one, you've been through this. Yes. And you dealt you dealt with it. You either yeah. you either sank or swim. Yeah. So when he told me that, I said, I said, All right. I got you, Reese. He lied, man. He didn't babysit me. Yeah, I went over there in that corner. I bumped my amp up about <laughs> two or three DBs. I was like, "They gonna hear me today," because I had a chance to to prepare over the weekend too. I had the I had the tapes and. All I got was Smiles that whole Monday. Yeah. Tuesday, they adding stuff. I'm catching it. Wednesday, Thursday, we couldn't Friday. Long story short, the album was a success. Yeah. From that, the other guy said, we could trust him. Mm. He could play a record, y'all.
1: Yeah. You
2: know, and I've always had the mind of listening to parts. Parts, yeah. And understanding the parts. So I've always had the mind of a producer, but didn't know what a producer was. Yeah. So... I did my thing, man. And from there, the floodgates opened literally, like, to to the point where I was cutting. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think I did a record with Dario mm-hmm. and Alvin Darling. Mm-hmm. I think I did My Name is Victory the week before. One day off, straight into rehearsals with Dario and them to cut that uh, Alvin Darling, My Blessings on the Way. Mm-hmm. I was doing stuff like that, like, one or two days off record one or two days off record yeah that's how my life went crazy yeah and you know financially I'm like I've been in the hole for three
0: (laughs) three and a half years yeah so I'm like man
2: I'm winning so you
0: finally out the hole so 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 there was no there was no conscious decision to become a session player no (laughs) (laughs) I mean
2: it's almost like I was forced not forced into it like in a bad way. But it just happened. But it happened. It was like you good at this. Yeah. So once I found out I was good at it, of course I like, okay, who is Paul Jackson Jr.? Yeah. Who is Michael Landau? Who yeah. is Michael Thompson? I yeah. started looking at who's Larry Carlton. Yeah. I'm talking about the session cats. I ain't talking about mm-hmm. the
0: solo. So guys. you started so once you once you realized you were good at it, you made the conscious effort to say, Okay, I'm going to tackle becoming a session guitarist, and then you started studying. I started session studying guitarist. session
2: guitars. Yeah. Yep. And I started and I also started studying more the guitars, but I started studying producers too.
1: Mm. Cause I'm like,
2: I can study these guys, but it's not going to teach me, you know, how to play. Yeah. So I would say, why does Quincy think this way? And I would, I would hear situations where I'm like, wait a minute, that's Quincy Jones.
3: Yeah. Wait a
2: minute. That's Quincy Jones. Yeah. Wait. That's Quincy Jones. And I don't see any credits.
0: Yeah. So you when, can tell by just hearing it who Right. It was.
2: Like like cats. Literally. Like now that I work with, when I hear them, they send me a song. I'm like, I know where we going.
0: Yeah. So so. This is a good moment to speak to guitar players. Mm-hmm. That wanna be session players, but. They only think about their guitar, or they only they don't know that it's important to think about the production as a whole, yeah,
2: that's the only way you're gonna make it, yeah, you gotta think you gotta see the whole picture because when any producer calls you, it's about the big picture, it's never about you, yeah, and that's what bothers me with a lot of today's flares, yeah. They play everything they know in one song. Yeah. And I'm like, that's never gonna get you hired. It's gonna get you praised in your local area. Yeah. Man, he cold. He he killing. He doing this, he doing that. Ain't no real producer. (laughs) Ain't no real producer hitting you. I said, ain't no real producer hiring you. Y'all make sure y'all mark that. Ain't no real producer. Nah. Ain't happening. Yeah. A real producer is not going to, to put their project on the line yeah, to cater to your ego.
0: So how should guitarists think in that regard?
2: They should think more like being a piece to a complicated puzzle. Mm-hmm. So you got drums. Mm-hmm. Well, not always. Sometimes it might just be a song with a guitar and a vocalist. Yeah. But you got to think parts. Mm-hmm. My most important thing, melody. Mm-hmm. You got to think um, space. Mm-hmm. You got to think about the big picture of the song.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Every guitar player, if you do that, trust me, yeah. you will work. Yeah. I promise y'all.
0: What about tone?
2: Oh, man. Now, now, the- now, now, tone, <laughs> you know, that's my thing. Now, you can play everything amazing. <laughs> if that tone ain't sweet, <laughs> you get an X from the track. Look, ask me how I know. How you know? It didn't
1: happen.
2: <laughs> See, I ain't too proud to tell you. Yeah. Like, going back to them early records, I'm like, yeah, man, I played on such and such and such. That joint come out, I'm like. <laughs> then I might hear, me. I'm like, so I'm on the track. I just heard the little beep I played. <laughs> but these jokes, yeah. I can't hear myself. Yeah, and the crazy
0: thing is, the crazy thing is, like, Sometimes like on Facebook I see guitarists they um they I see like they'll write statuses where they're frustrated because their guitar has been buried in the mix. I see that all the time.
2: And you mean tell you why? Why? Two things I've been taught and they work for me. Mhm. Like you said you got to have a tone, but you got to play a part that got to be that can't the song can't move without that part. Exactly. If you play a song and you add a part. You create a part. you thinking mm. like a producer. You have to create now. Yeah. Even if you go in a session and the producer is kind of like, I want this, I want this, I want that. That doesn't mean you don't create.
3: Yeah. They want
2: you to be creative. Yeah. So you say, okay, I got to create something that when I'm done, this song will never be the same. And they can't turn you down. Yeah,
0: they can't turn you down. So, so, guita- you so guitarists should make a more substantial contribution to the production if they want to be heard. Yes. Yeah.
2: And if you don't, don't look to be heard. You won't be heard. Yeah. You can play all that foolish. Not on no real records. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might be heard on some old junk around the way.
1: But so, no.
0: Good, good question. My wife is back there. She just texts me a question to ask you. Uh She said, um, she said, How can they work on being more tasteful?
2: Mm. (laughs) Well, the first thing I'll say is go back, and everybody should do this in music, no, regardless of what you play, but go back and listen to the ones that did it before you Mm. that was successful, Mm -hmm. right? So, I named how many names? Four yeah. names? I named Paul Jackson, I believe. Michael Landau, Michael Thompson. Uh, Larry Carlton. But you got Robin Ford. Mm-hmm. These are guys that was playing every record from Barbara Streisand to Michael Jackson. Yeah. Now, why is Paul Jackson on all these records and why is he shining? Absolutely. That's the question. That's the question you should ask. And then you go listen to the records and find out the answer. Yeah. So you're going to find a lot of stuff is going to begin, it's going to start out cliché-ish. Mm-hmm. But you're going to find your niche and say, oh, okay, I could say the same thing, but say it my way. Yeah. And then it's it's soulful. Like, it's, it's, it answers the question and the taste. Mm-hmm. But I say, you got to go back and study what who was before you, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm big on that. I yeah. still do it to this day to get inspired. Yep. You know how I do. Yep. When I got to get inspired, I'm like, man, let me go holler at the OGs. Yeah. And a lot of them I can call. Yeah. But I'd rather go back and do it the old school <laughs> way and be like, yeah, let me put this record on from 84. Yeah. And I'm inspired. Yeah.
3: So, so. I, wanna, I wanna take a,
0: a transition real quick. Mm-hmm. Because you've always been good with finances. Mm-hmm. As a full time session player musician, how do you maintain financially?
2: Mm. Well, you have to number 1 be responsible. Mm. You have to be a good steward of your money. So I ran into a lot of people over the years, Big Paydays, mm. Jordans. Big Paydays, Louis. Big, you know, Big Paydays, you know, whatever you name it. Yeah. They don't manage their money, they're not good stewards of their money. Those paydays will not continue to come. And I'm talking touring now. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm in, a, I'm, I'm doing a, a, a stint where I'm doing a bunch of sessions, then I do a three-month tour. That's cool. They move like a lot. I'm saying people that I've actually seen. They move like that's 12 months a year. That's like mm-hmm. every month, every week. So the thing I've learned with, 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 with financing is you treat it like you don't have any money, right? At, at your at your highest at your highest times, mm-hmm. you treat it like you did at your lowest times. I'm not saying don't treat yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Trust me, I'm not saying that because I'm not saying that. <laughs> but you treat yourself. I'm gonna treat myself. It's funny because you hear what I was talking about yesterday. I'm gonna treat myself next summer yeah. with something nice. Yeah, and, and, and I'm, I'm excited. But um, you gotta treat yourself, but you gotta act like act as if. You're not doing this tomorrow. So what? And when I say that, I don't mean just let the money sit, but I mean put the money somewhere, mm-hmm. like invest. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I'm big on in this at this point in my life is like real estate. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if it's a piece of land, like a, I don't care if it's an acre of land in yeah. a trailer park. I don't care if it's a if it's an old house yeah. up the street from where you live. If it's a deal and you got the money. Look into it. I ain't saying just go buy it now. Like, do your research. Do your study. But put your money somewhere where you can get an, a return on your investment. Yeah, Jordans
0: ain't going to. That's, a, that's mm-hmm. a liability off the, and, and, the risk. And, and let me tell
2: you this. Even with that, I would say, because I know somebody that's done this. They bought Jordans and made it. They they almost worked Jordans. They didn't wear them, but they did it almost like you flipping houses. They
0: bought the Jordans and then them. They would buy
2: them. the Jordans and just sell them up. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's way. I'm sorry. It's it's way. It's ways to. It's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. So if you in the, if you in the shoe like that, you can't be wearing them. You're wearing them all out and got gum all on the bottom of them. But yes. you buy the joints. I've yeah. seen people resell them. Yeah. At a at a much higher much higher rate. To me, yeah. hustle.
0: So so what? Another thing that I'm hearing is, it's not. It's okay to have multiple streams of income. It's
2: the only way. Mm. If you ask me, yeah, if you ask me when I when I um, and I can't remember who told me this, um I may have been the guy a guy Billy Carson or somebody I listened to mm-hmm. they were saying, um, years ago they were in the real estate real heavy,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it folded mm. and they put all their eggs in that basket. Like real estate, but he was talented enough to write books. He even did music. Yeah, but when when he wouldn't put into the music, he wouldn't put into any any other thing. And when that folded, he lost it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He lost it. So when he was so adamant about not putting all his eggs in one basket, something made me click. Mm. And i and when I say that, I mean multiple in, multiple streams of income. Now let me let me tell you. Streams of income within, if you're a musician, let's say you're doing a church, you're doing sessions, you're doing touring, you're writing mm-hmm. songs, you're doing all of that. To me, that's dope. And but, but also to me, I see that as one basket when most people don't. Mm. Because I'm like, you know. God forbid, if I hurt my hand today.
0: That's all of that stops.
2: All of that. That's one basket to me. Yeah. But if I'm like, oh, I got this over here. I got this property making money for me. Mm. Guess what? I'm still going to live. And and I'm recovering. I'm back at it. Yeah. So when I say one basket, I mean, uh, multiple streams. I kind of say if you're doing music. Anything
0: concerning music is one basket.
2: It, to me, yeah, I don't know. I you know, if people, other people might see it different, but to me, that's a, that's one basket because, like I said, if something went wrong and you couldn't create a beat, yeah, for two weeks or two months, that basket is mm-hmm. is, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know, man. Like a lot, a lot of other people, I see, I see some people that I meet on a regular, and they say I'm playing at a church, one stream, or one basket. I'm playing on the road as this artist, so some people look at it like that. Mm-hmm. But I say music in a whole to me is a basket, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to get out of that and do some other things. But of course, I know what my bread and butter is. I'm not yeah. ridiculous. I'm not yeah. crazy. Yeah, And I and I know what I love to do. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to just be set up to. And then guess what, man? What's that? Sometimes we get tired. Yeah. Sometimes we get tired of folk. Yeah. We get tired of situations, and if I'm like, I'm throwing y'all the deuces <laughs> for two months.
0: Yeah. I'll
2: be back. I don't. I don't die. Yeah.
0: So, how do? That's a good segue. How do you deal with the mental and emotional stress of like the ups and downs? Because it's customer service too.
2: Man. And
0: sometimes the, the customer.
2: The customers ain't sweet. <laughs> customers coming and talking about they want <laughs> tile, and and, and, and and you all from tile, and then they say no, they want laminate. And <laughs> but you say you want tile, man. But. <laughs> You cutting the food, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, um.
0: Yeah. How do you how do you deal with that that mental and emotional just like ups and downs?
2: Man, it's a lot differently now than I used to. <laughs> you know, I used to put a lot of attention and effort into foolishness. Yeah. Now I really I take it a grain of salt. Look, yeah. this is what I now. This is me. This is not advice for everybody. <laughs> I'm talking about where I am. Yeah. If I want to do a certain thing, and it's not up to a certain standard, mm-hmm. then I'm I just I'm just out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, now they, it won't always like that. So don't y'all be out there trying to <laughs> don't do don't do it and then be blaming me. <laughs> right, I'm telling you where I am. Yeah. Um, but um, it's hard it's hard to deal with, man. You don't you don't know whether to because you don't want to ruin your reputation. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I'm talking about snapping, being out of character. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do all that. So, um, I got a motto. I mean, it's, it's so simple. Everybody says it. But I, I live by this now in my in every aspect of my life, one day at a time.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: One day at a time is what I live by. Yeah. And I'm going to live by that the rest of my life. Like, I'm trying to get back in shape. Yeah. Some days I'm killing it. Some days I'm off eating mm-hmm. the wrong stuff. But. You know, um, I adapted this, another motto. You know, if you lose the battle, win the war. Mm-hmm. Losing a battle doesn't mean that you lost the war. Mm-hmm. You only lose the war when you quit. Mm-hmm. So I like that whole you know, you lost the battle, cool. Get up tomorrow and fight.
0: Fight again, yeah.
2: Because you, you just won 10.
0: Yes. So man. you lost
2: one, now it's over.
0: You just won ten joints, man. Yes. Come on. And I think, I think, I think sometimes we don't feel like we're successful if we don't have a perfect record.
2: 100. 100. And honestly, the most successful people that I've met or heard about or read about honestly has one of the worst records.
3: <laughs> right.
2: It's like if you t- if you look at it, what we would call L's, Yeah. You would be like. What in the world? How?
1: Yeah. But it's
2: because that motto.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You lose the battle. That's cool. Yeah. You can still win the war. Absolutely. You just gotta show up and fight. Absolutely. That's my. That's I. Li- and I live by that one day at a time. Yeah. What if I mess up today? Um. We were talking to you know the point of how do you, how do I deal with this stuff mm-hmm. one day at a time. Yeah. Okay, y'all y'all got me yesterday. You won't give me tomorrow. Yeah. You frustrated me today. Yeah. You won't frustrate me tomorrow. Yeah. You know, that didn't work out today. It's gonna work out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I just do that every single day, every mm-hmm. single day. And I find things in my life working out better. Yeah. And my life is getting smoother regardless of what happens, yeah. One day at a time.
1: That's right.
2: And I say it. I say it to myself every day. Yeah. You gotta say this thing, man. You gotta speak to you gotta speak to the universe. That's one thing I'm learning.
3: Yeah.
2: I've been saying stuff intentionally now yeah i ain't talking about just to be talking
3: yeah
2: intentionally yeah and everything i've been saying has been coming to pass
3: yeah
2: i got witnesses in the room <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah
2: got witnesses in the yeah. room like if i say it i say it with it with, with conviction and intention, yeah man. I, I get i get i get what i ask for yeah
0: so maybe that maybe that's that's another thing like Maybe sometimes we get stuck in those ruts because like, we're not really taking charge of what we can control. And we're not speaking what we believe we should have.
2: I'm going to tell you. And one of the biggest problems, Mm -hmm. you blame everything on God. Mm. I learned this recently. Mm. God was like, why are you blaming me for something that I have no control over? Yeah. What do you mean you don't have no control? You're God. Okay. I'm not, I'll give you a piece of land. I'm not coming to cut the grass.
0: Yeah, man. And I, we blaming God for the grass being high.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and he said, I, but I gave you the land and I gave you a lawnmower. <laughs> you got to go cut yeah. the grass. So it's, it's like sometimes we like, God, why not now? Or why not me? And he's saying, you're supposed to do this thing that you asked me about two years ago. Mm. You just decided not to get up, whether that's fear, whether that's doubt,
1: mm-hmm.
2: whether it's, you just don't believe in yourself. But we got to stop blaming God yeah, for stuff that he's already given us yeah. the victory over. Yes, sir. We already win. Yes, sir. Why are we blaming it for something, for a battle we already? Yeah. This thing is over if we just step out. Walk in this thing and do it.
0: So how in the world did you get to the place where you like, okay, God, I'ma take accountability for my own actions and not put it on you? What was that? What if you if you can talk about it? What was the situation that made you like be like, you know what, I gotta flip how I'm thinking about it?
2: Man, it it wasn't it wasn't just one situation. It mm. was it was me just I took it probably about a week
1: mm-hmm. and just kind
2: of meditated. And I asked myself, why wasn't I doing certain things at a certain point? Mm. And it flat out, just it was plain as day. It's you. Mm. I try to blame everybody.
3: Yeah.
2: You try to blame wife, kids' situations. Yeah. Uh the people you're working with, whoever yeah. might be the MD. You wanna blame everybody. Yeah. It just kind of hit me like, it's almost like God was like, I'm, I'm, you know, I have a perfect record. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, the, I'm that guy. You all make me look small, mm-hmm. like I'm not capable, mm-hmm. like I'm a liar,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like I, like I, like I'm not fair
1: mm-hmm. because
2: y'all lazy,
1: mm-hmm. because
2: y'all scared, because y'all doubting. So you know, you know the old scripture. You know, he, God didn't give the spirit of fear, mm-hmm. but of love, power, and sound minds. Like, why are we? walking in fear daily but blaming God as if he's doing something wrong Yeah, it's not listen man you can accomplish anything you want to accomplish yeah. anything you speak if you want it it could be yours God is not going to block it I hear people say this a lot of times too you know they'll say well you know thank God he blocked a certain situation mm-hmm. or man, when I look back at my life at the times I said that, my life, I don't care. I mean, I care about y'all, but you can't just, talk I about can't speak it. for y'all. Yeah. My life, it was something I did.
0: That's the truth. It and was it, never. It, but it seems, it seems more um
2: it sounds better.
0: Yes. It's like, that. it feels better to say God didn't want me to have it. Yeah. Versus
2: I was scared and I didn't go get it. Yes. <laughs> that's what it be. But God, it wasn't my time. God was, I wasn't ready for it. God was, well, obviously you weren't ready for it or you would have did it.
0: Right. So but that's not on God. That's
2: not on God. So yeah. stop. Don't say God no more. <laughs> right. That's all I'm saying. Stop talking about God. Like God did not do that thing. Yeah. You did that.
3: Yeah.
2: Be responsible. Yeah. And when I when I feel, you know, a lot of times we 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 walk around and we play the God card, and I'm and I ain't trying to get deep into this.
0: No, you good, go ahead. But
2: it's like we'll it's like we use God as if he like a like nothing. Yeah. Well, man, I'm a wild out today, and I'm gonna affect my whole family. I'm ask for forgiveness tomorrow yeah and then everybody's like he's just like a genie or
0: something
2: like he's a genie like he's a toy <laughs> yeah everybody gotta stop playing if you're going if you're going if you're going to talk about god put him in the right equation and then accept responsibility for what you do or don't do yeah, man. that's all i'm saying i'm tired of hearing all these people preaching and
1: yeah. talking
2: about god this and god didn't do it and god no you lazy. <laughs> you sorry. You didn't, You afraid. Guess yeah. why I know? I've been there. Guess how yeah. I know? I've been there. I've done Me that. Me so man. I just want everybody to be more accountable. That's what That's I'm saying. That's the word. Accountability. <laughs>
0: That's the word.
2: Accountability. If you make a mistake, fix it like a man or like a woman.
3: Yeah.
2: If you were scared to do something, just, just say, I was scared. I was scared. Or well, don't say that at all. <laughs> That's my biggest thing. If you know you ain't sweet, <laughs> throw up the deuces and just shut up. Yeah, right. I had a little thing I posted the other day. Just shut up. <laughs> I'm tired of y'all. Y'all keep y'all keep talking about, man. You know, God God got something in store for me. Of course, I'm saying this and not trying to be arrogant. Of course, God got something in store for me. He already promised me everything Absolutely. I can ever imagine. So guess who got to be the king and go out and get it? Yeah, man. I got to be the one to go do it. I gotta. I'm. I i got to have the faith. I gotta do my thing. I gotta make it do what it do. Yeah. Cannot continue to blame God. Well, my mishaps yeah man it's it's we and
0: that's that's in music and that's in life period just like taking accountability because we all have hopes dreams and desires we all have aspirations mm-hmm. and like you said when it's hard to achieve when it's scary to achieve we go we go to Mentioning God, blocking it, or it not being our time, instead of just putting in the work to overcome whatever the fear is or whatever the anxiety is, it's our responsibility to put in the work Yes, to 100%. become better people, to to get the things that we desire.
2: Everybody that you read about or, or, or meet in life that's successful, they've never blamed God for anything that they did not do. I'm telling you, and I know some very wealthy people in my life. I'm talking about multi-multi millionaires. Yes, I know sir. they have. Ne- I've never. One guy I've been rocking with since 20 uh, 2012 when I moved to Nashville. I met him. He turned me on. Phenomenal cat, my guy Joe. I've never heard him. I've seen him have mishaps in businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, and this ain't no secret. This is this is stuff yeah. everybody knows. I've seen things not work out, but I also just saw him open up another whole business. Yeah. In Memphis. I just saw them team with the Memphis Grizzlies. Like I just seen things happen and I've never heard him complain one time saying something he didn't do was because of God. Wow. Not one time. Yeah. And there's other people. Yeah man that I know they never it's it's always I. Yeah. I man, I didn't do this. I should have did that. I I had a gut feeling. Yeah. Y'all better start listening to them guts. <laughs> Right. You better start listening. And I'm telling you, that that's the thing I'm doing now. And things in my career are changing drastically.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, the stuff I put out there, I'm like, okay. Now that I'm learning how this works, I got to be careful.
3: Yeah. Because now
2: so much happening, I'm like, wait a minute, I got to breathe. <laughs> yeah. It's like no days off. I'm like, yeah, wait, I got that booking on a Tuesday night?
3: Yeah.
2: I got this session on a a Thursday night. I Mm -hmm. got this booking on the following Wednesday Mm -hmm. to fly out and do this. It's like so much is happening Mm -hmm. because I'm understanding how to speak and how to go get it.
3: Yeah. But
2: what I'm going to do now, and guess what I could do?
3: What's
2: that? I could get overwhelmed or I could be fearful and start turning this stuff away. And then another six months from now, say, Lord, why is my life so dry? Jeez. Why ain't nothing happening? Do you remember when I just flooded you, you? turned it all down. And you just turned it down and was like, man, I, I, you know, or I'll be ready. Give me a minute. I'll be back. Look, you literally just spoke out what you want. I gave you the exact thing. Yeah. And now you, and then you, and then you want me, you, you tell me you don't want it by not taking it. Yeah. Then you ask me six months later, why ain't nothing happening?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? It is, but it's true. Cause I, I could, I'm just thinking about myself just like saying no to stuff because of anxiety and fear and then when there's no work you like looking at god like right there's no work and let me tell you there was work which right so now because what happens is after you like especially in music the the music community is small so after you say no to enough people, hey, they gonna tell everybody else you saying don't, no. Ain't no need to even hit him up. <laughs> ain't not need word. Don't
2: even holler at him. Been there, done that. I just thank God for it. If they ain't going around full circle. But I just I've been there, done that. Yes, man. Like, man he, he don't he, even call him. He gonna say no. He ain't too busy, man. We too busy doing to I don't know. I just know he say no every time I call. You know, and and then and then and even strategically with that, it's like. That don't mean you say yes to everything. Facts. But at the same time, I mean, everything ain't a no. (laughs) All 10
3: joints?
2: (laughs) All 10 joints was no, absolutely not. Man, stop. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So how do you know when to say no and when to say yes?
2: But one thing I just said, the gut. Yeah. You got to listen to that thing. thing, Look, I'm going to say this real quick, and I'm going to get back to that. Most of the most most situational opportunities that you have the most fear about are the easiest things you'll ever walk into. I
1: just
0: told one of my friends that.
2: It's the easiest joints. And guess how I know. Because I no, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm more scared of this one than I was <laughs> the other ones. Oh, man, this is one of the most amazing experiences I've ever yes. had.
0: Yes. Yeah, oh, what about this? You scared, for instance. You got an opportunity. Let's say it's ten songs, and the song's hard, and you scared, you ain't gonna nail them. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the show, and they do three of them,
2: (laughs) right? Oh my God! Always, it it never fails. It never fails, man. Like, man, i I've learned I've learned balance over the years. Like when it comes to that,
1: yeah. Like
2: just approaching the show from 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 intro to outro, right? Yeah. Treat it all with love. Yeah. And don't sweat <laughs> right. Do the best you can. Learn everything you can. Now don't cheat it.
3: Yeah.
2: Don't don't take don't watch Netflix for three days, and then you know Thursday you're trying to get sweet for Saturday. Yeah. No, every day you, yeah. you, you approach that joint like you about to play for Quincy yeah. Jones, and let it do what it do. Most yeah. of the time it's like you said you gonna go in there. They gonna hit. They gonna hit two balls and a, and a, and something that you used to play when you were 10. Don't throw it, they're gonna throw it, they're gonna throw a curveball and you like, oh, that song? Yes. Oh, I've been playing that since I was 10. Oh, let's do it. Yes.
0: And we we always hear the term God won't put more on you than you can bear. So anytime there's an opportunity that you feel is overwhelming, God has already set it up where you can handle it. You just have to believe that and just do
2: it. You just have to believe it and do it. Honestly, man, there there's nothing. There's nothing. And if, if it's something that's too overwhelming, your gut will tell you. There have been things I've been like, absolutely not. But I didn't have anxiety. I didn't wrestle with it. I was like, I'm not doing that for that. Right. And I'm just on to the next thing. I don't have to wrestle about it, pray yeah. about it. I'm like, what am I praying for for four days? Right. I know I don't want to do it. And yeah. if the situation and circumstances don't change, I won't do it. Yeah. Oh, and a message to everybody out there watching. Uh huh. If you're in a position, I don't care if you're an MD, a producer, whatever you do, help, help me. I'm gonna help somebody right here. Y'all help me help these people. If you call me, my nephew, or anybody else in this world that of music, mm-hmm. just call and say what it is. Yeah, this is something that's been on my mind all week, and I, I got, yes, I'm gonna get it off right is perfect. here. Perfect. Call and say, "Hey, I want you to play a show. Mm-hmm. The show plays. It pays this. It's five songs." is one rehearsal on Wednesday the 14th. The rehearsal pays XYZ, can you do it? Don't hit me. Hey, man, you available on the 15th. For what? <laughs> I, I might be available, but I, I might not. So you, you hit me. Man, can you, you available? I'm like, for what? And I tell people, it depends on what you got going on. <laughs> I'm just at that place in my yeah. life where I've done it so many times. I'm over it. Yeah. So I'm that's I, that's a nugget <laughs> that I hope somebody catches. When you call, just say, just yo, say, yeah. I got blank, blank, blank. I got three songs for you to cut. Mm-hmm. Deadline. I really need them back by next mm-hmm. Monday. Man, I can do it or I can't. That's right. But don't hit me with it. I'm like, when is it? How much does it pay?
0: Yeah, you shouldn't, have to, you shouldn't have to ask
2: those questions. You shouldn't have to ask them. We got to stop that. It's been, we going on 2023, and it better not happen, not to me this year. You, I'm going to put you on Facebook if you do it to me this year. I'm going to tweet about you, put you on my Instagram story. Man, this joker just hit me. He must have watched the, 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 the Roger and podcast. I told this joker, don't do this. <laughs> don't come yeah. at me. Tell me what it is. I I I'm easy to get along with. I just want to yeah. know what I'm doing, yeah. and I don't want to ask 50 lamb questions <laughs> before I get to the point. What yeah. up? What is it? I mean, and that's really like when I when I ask somebody to do something for me, I tell them straight up, man. I send a message, hey man, I need you for this date. Um, it's looking like it's a 45 to 60 minute show mm-hmm. that'll probably equal about X song, X amount songs. This the pay. Mm-hmm. This is your lodging situation. You will mm-hmm. fly in this. The, Like, I'm just going to tell you. Yeah.
1: I'm going
2: to write that paragraph, and then you just say, man, I'm good for it, (laughs) or I can't. Yeah. We good. Yeah. On to the next person. Yeah. But.
0: Oh, I want to talk about that real quick. Because I know I've dealt with this. Okay. (laughs) Saying no and then just being okay about it. Boy. Because I used to be like, I used to be in situations where I know I should say no and i do one or two things which are both wrong i either say yes oh that's the boy <laughs> and no i should have said no or i say no but then feel bad about it
2: then feel bad about it look <laughs> uh we we when we were doing um we were doing on uh, youtube we did this thing called motivation monday uh-huh and sure did this video one time it was called uh the power of saying no uh-huh and that video it shook me up you know what I'm saying? Cause I got the video and I had I was watching, I was gonna edit uh-huh. it or whatever. Uh-huh. And it was going back to like uh, I think she was speaking about like rows Parks or somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, get up, get up, get out of your chair, get out of this chair or whatever. You're supposed to be the back of the bus. No. Mm-hmm. And then and when she said it, then I guarantee when she said a no, it was just mm-hmm. I ain't ready, I ain't about to jump up and slap you. I'm not scared, I'm not changing my mind. It's a no.
3: Yeah.
2: It's a no. And that one no. Spark civil rights, all that stuff. We know what happened after that, mm-hmm. but it's it's honestly like a power. It's a it's a it's a man. It's almost like a superpower. Yes, and being able to say no and not sweat it.
3: Yes, man. It's
2: like no is a man. I I just had to say I had to say no to some stuff that was coming this week
1: mm-hmm.
2: because of my plans I made with mm-hmm. my family and. I used to do stuff like that. Like, I have a vacation plan. Yeah. Everybody looking forward to it. I'd be like, well, y'all, we ain't gonna be able to go, oh, or we gonna be able to go for two days. And they'd be like, well, what, what happened? Well, I got a call to do such and such. And I was almost scared to say no.
0: Yes. You man, know, even though I knew that. Me. Now, don't get me
2: wrong, there's sometimes a situation that comes, your family is say, hey, you, you do should that. do That's that. That's gonna change our life. Yes. But some of this stuff be the smallest little stuff. Yeah. Man, you mad. Family disappointed in you. Yeah, man, I'd just be like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry." Man, vacation starts on the twentieth. That's right. And the crazy the thing about
0: it is, in situations like that, when a person really wants you to do something, nine times out of ten, they'll wait.
2: Dude, <laughs> I'm in that. I'm in that boat right now. Like, we when we were out on tour. I got hit up to do so much. Yeah, and I was just like, man, you know, I could, I could do this. I could do that. Bro, hold on. I know you, I know you're about to wrap this too. Just look, we're gonna put it in the bag and it's yeah. gonna be ready for you when you're done. Yeah. Those are the kind of people I wanna work with anyway. Cause they mm-hmm. they understand what's what. They respect you. Mm-hmm. Man, the rest, man, I don't I'm just not. Yeah. Jokers that selfish. Yeah. I really don't want no parts of you anyway. Yeah. And if you're bad at me because I can't do something, I'm good.
3: Yeah. Look, you that's can't real. you you
2: ain't gonna please everybody. That's real, and it ain't meant for you to work with everybody. Because <laughs> if that was the case, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, that's real. Mm-mm. No, that's power in saying no.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Power, man. Like, and it's a it's a I can't think of the word I'm trying to. I, I was trying to think of um. Not 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 a security. It's just a it's just a power. I'm gonna just yeah. say it like it's a strength that comes behind yeah. saying. No, but saying it with confidence that you're not going to regret it tomorrow.
0: Exactly right.
2: So, like, so don't – you and you shouldn't – and you you really – I'm going to tell you something else, too, while we're on the subject. What's that? Just feeling pressure to give somebody a response right away. I don't do that anymore, either. I'm like, hey, man, give me a couple of days to think about it.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, man, they got a couple of days. Well, no. Yes. I ain't the one. <laughs> you just got your answer. Thank you. You made that so easy. You made that so easy because I really was considering it. But you just showed me that I shouldn't even be considering it. So yeah. thank you. I move yeah. on.
3: Yeah. Give me yeah. If,
2: if I need a day or two.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We we used to have a rule, uh, a forty-eight hour rule. hmm When it's something big.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, that that twenty-four hours gone, the hype is gonna be dead. Then that second twenty-four hours, you really gonna put everything into perspective. The money, the time, uh, what you're gonna lose doing it, you know, during that time. This is good for me, yes. or it's bad for me. Cause
0: that quick thing, I'm thinking about stuff like that. Quick yes, will send you down.
2: It's never even if it's something you're supposed to do. It's just not gonna feel right. Yeah. Cause like, let me think about it. You're calling me for something. Give me give me a chance to process it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, and you should want me to process it. Absolutely. You should want me all in on your project. Mm-hmm. If I say Jamal, I really need you to do this. Mm-hmm. I really need you to. You know, I want to know, and if you like, man, yeah, and then you really ain't all in, I'm kind of like, yo, what's going
0: on? Yes, because you're going to be expecting me to give 100% because I said yes. Because you said yes. But I feel funny, so I can only give you 60.
2: And, and it's not because you're trying to be a jerk. It's because you gave me a premature answer. Right. But another day, you might say, this could be dope, and it could be a good opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. I'm all in.
0: Or... I could do this, but I can't do that. Now that's clutch.
2: Because you're right. Sometimes they'll say, This is what I want you to do. And you can say, Well, for that, this is what I'm willing to do. Yes. Now there's no expectations.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, there are expectations, but but it's plain and simple. Yes. It's 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 cut and dry, so absolutely. Yeah. For
0: sure, man. Yeah. She had you had one more question you wanted me to ask. She wanted me to ask you about um being a producer as a guitarist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, number one, is there a such thing as that? Absolutely. Because I know for most people, oh. most people think that you can only be a producer if you're a keyboard player.
2: Right, that's true.
0: Or if you're a beat maker.
2: Oh, if you're a beat maker, a keyboard player. that That's usually the two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely, um being a producer... As a guitar player. I mean, you. let's be real. You could be a producer and be a tambourine player,
1: <laughs>
2: if I'm honest. Yes. I mean, if you know, if you can galvanize a group of, of uh, men or women and uh, paint your vision yeah. for a particular goal on a particular song, yeah, you're producing. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to touch an instrument to produce—that's one of my goals. Yeah. One of my goals is to actually produce. I mean, I might tinker, yeah. to you know, get some points across, but I might yeah. not be on the final record. Yeah. I might pull some younger cats that I really like to hear play, mm-hmm. and they might play something that I could easily play. Yeah. But just the joy in seeing something come together, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. orchestrating it. Yeah. So uh, a producer, you know, is a is a is an orchestrator. It's a like I said, it's not easy to gather people take a vision from an artist then apply your vision y'all agree yeah and then it comes out and it's magic yeah that's not easy
0: right so so when i hear you talk i'm hearing that it's really not being a producer is more of a state of mind
2: absolutely
0: and like the way you're Wired and built more than it is what you play with your
2: hands. Absolutely, yeah. it's more. It's more about the. It's more about the way you think. Yeah, you know. And um, I heard. Um, I can't remember the guitar player. One time, he he had said. Uh, he was a guitar, more of a guitar thinker than a guitar mm. player, and I kind of adapted that. Yeah. And the reason why is because when I, when I record. I'm always in a production mode. I'm always thinking about what else go, maybe add it yeah because i'm like okay i don't hear organ that's why as a guitar player i always if i could i would like vocals because i don't want to i know i could be the main part
1: mm-hmm.
2: playing the, you know the chords playing you know i could play melody i could be icing all over the record mm-hmm. but i can't be icing you know if i don't understand the foundation of the cave.
0: right if so, that then you, there's already icing on it. You
2: about to put and some- I'm gonna put some old chocolate over. You know, I'm gonna put some, some pineapples on the German chocolate cake. <laughs> that's like, man, this, this is whack. What, what What are you doing? So yeah, so it's it's yeah. very it's very it's very important to just understand and and to answer the question. Yeah, you know, as a as a guitar player, um, I became a producer honestly before I even knew it. Yeah. I just I was doing what I thought was natural. Mm-hmm. But uh you know the you know the bigger people I got around was like man you producing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, elaborate. <laughs> what you talking about? No, <laughs> oh, the yeah. way the way you're thinking and the way that you are you're building like you almost like doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it and I'll pay you anything. You make my job easy. I don't have to babysit yeah. you. So, yeah, being, being, mm-hmm. but but you know, you can be a tambourine player. Yeah. You can play nothing. Yeah. And as long as you can galvanize troops and get this outcome to be what you and the said artist wanted to be, yeah, you produce. It.
0: So check this out. What if we take that idea out of music, just at the crib? Okay. With mm. your family, with your children. Yeah. It sounds to me like it's the same role as a husband and a father.
2: It is. Cause, Cause, you, you you're supposed to, you're supposed to set the stage. You're supposed to have the vision yeah. for your family, you know. And that's not a bad thing for, you know, some modern women today. <laughs> it, and I, you know, no shade, yeah. but if there, if there's not a vision, if somebody doesn't have a vision for the family, for the home, I mean, y'all really just running in circles. Y'all kind of yeah. little hamster wheel, yeah, just running around going away fast. But if you got somebody that under that that has the vision mm-hmm. then they're able to give pe- okay son daughter mm-hmm. wife
1: mm-hmm. you
2: know um worker mm-hmm. you know everything about your life you know decisions okay yeah, we got this decision with this car well what are we going to do about it well okay give me the give me the give me the song yeah, like a better word man. let me see what i got yeah. okay this, this, this situation needs this this situation needs that you know what? We're not we're not gonna buy this time. We're gonna lease. Yeah. Why are you gonna lease? Well, because I got a plan. We're not gonna go over miles. This, and this, and this, and that. It could be a business purchase. Like you could just start going off. Mm-hmm. Same way you would build a song. Like mm-hmm. you might you might hear a song and and it's just kind of regular, and all of a sudden it's a reggae beat. Yeah. Or all of a sudden it's a salsa joint. It's like, yo, yeah. oh, how did it get there? Because a producer <laughs> had a vision and he took he or she took the the the, the joint and said, what's what's best for this situation yeah so you know it's that's a good analogy though yeah to to, to think about it like that and break it down yeah absolutely absolutely man and
0: i think i think the biggest thing that i'm taking from this is just taking control of what you can control
1: mhm taking yeah,
0: accountability for your actions mhm and like really taking your role serious whether you're a father a husband a guitar player a music producer, a keyboard player, a singer there, there comes a time in your life where you have to take accountability mm-hmm. for your actions and have a vision for your life. Therefore you won't blame stuff on God, right? You won't blame stuff on what your other wife. people should. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what other people should have did, what you think they should have did, what you think they owe you.
2: Right. All of those types of right. things. Accountability, man. Yeah, man, that's, I I think that's the biggest word every, people should take away from this. Yeah. Um, accountability, and that's self. Yeah. You can't you can't take accountability for your wife or your friends or you know you have to take accounta- accountability for yourself and hold yourself responsible. Yeah, man. Hope blame yourself. Yes. How about that?
1: <laughs> if you gonna blame somebody, blame
2: somebody. If you gotta do that, because some people just gotta blame somebody.
1: <laughs>
0: blame your dad, on
2: self. Look in the mirror and say, yeah. "Dang." Yeah, I messed up, and that's how I've been living lately. Mm-hmm. I've been literally saying, "Oh God, I jacked up." Yeah, man. And then it's like, "Let me fix it." Absolutely. Home. Yeah. Smooth. Yeah. Everything yeah. better. Business business ventures better yeah. I'm taking accountability, accountability. and I don't, I only want to rock with people that take accountability. Because now I'm now I don't have the patience for. Because I'm if I'm doing it for myself, you got to do it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Accountability, y'all. Yeah. This has been real, man. It's been real, man. Hey, I love you, man. I love you too, boy. Hey, so before I've we leave, have been waiting on this. Yeah,
0: so before we leave, where can they follow you at? Cause I want, I want you to tell them about um, the YouTube channel and all that. Yeah, so
2: we have a YouTube channel. Um, it's Team Jackson. Uh, Gang. Yeah, Team Jackson. That's yeah. our joint. Uh, it's it's me, Char, and the family. We kind of, yeah. kind of revamping some stuff, but we about to come back with some stuff that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's gonna be more broader. It's gonna feature more of me and Char and yeah. the kids. But, uh, that's, yeah, that's YouTube.com slash C slash Team Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, my social media is uh, – that's Team Jackson. Everything is Team Jackson. And then my personal stuff is Ty Jackson Guitar. Mm-hmm. So you can find me on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's just Ty, get, Ty Jackson Guitar.
0: So also, how – if people wanted to hire you, how do they get in touch with you?
2: Um, You can – well, this email address is long,
1: <laughs> but I'm gonna give y'all my email address because we'll a lot put it on, of y'all, we'll yeah, because a lot of
2: y'all jokers, uh, you know, ain't got my phone number. No. <laughs> but it's uh, it's uh, strumming the axe for life at yahoo.com. So that's s t r u m m i n d d a a x e the number four life l i f e at yahoo.com. Perfect. And you know everybody. A lot of people just DM me, honestly. Yeah. Just DM me if you don't got, you know, if you ain't got my number. And I give everybody my number. I'm just playing. <laughs> but I, I really do. Like, if you, if you have way cool, like, you know. Yeah. Especially with technology now. You can yeah. Just, yeah. just block somebody. <laughs> Facts. They wild. Facts. But But, um yeah. So, just DM me or hit me up. Um, Just shoot me an email
0: alright And we'll link. All right, cool. It's been real. Peace, Peace. y'all. I'm Rod James
1: shot. Yeah.